0: All right, welcome back everyone. I am here at Sarah Week with Andrew Stewart, uh, president of Hydrogen Optimized, and Brandon Spencer, president of ABB. How are you gentlemen doing today?
1: Doing great today. Yep, fantastic. Nice to be here with you.
0: Yes, yes, I'm glad you could join me. So um, I won't waste too much time. Um, how about we get started with the first question? Sounds good. All right, so um, clean hydrogen, of course, is seeing unprecedented uh, momentum. Um, What's your take on all this? Why do you think that is?
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe I start and Andrew, you add color. Yeah. Um, Look, I think uh, the energy transition, sustainability, uh, energy securitization, obviously, these are all the big topics that we're talking about here at Sarah Week this week and, and across our businesses. Uh, And so I think the reason that it's becoming so popular is with renewables coming down, the price of renewables coming down, and then what can we generate from that? Well, all of a sudden you can generate green hydrogen uh, and then have uses for that as a clean source of energy, uh, whether it's for storage or or for fuel. And uh, and so I think that's what's really driving it. And so now people are looking at what are the uses of it? What are the demands for it? Not just blending and other things, but transportation or uh, turning it into other products and exporting those products. So uh, I think the industry's really come alive here in the last, I don't know, what, Andrew, 12 months, 24 months? 24 months. It's really just growing quickly. and, And I think
2: there's just a recognition that you can't do everything through direct electrification. Indirect electrification through hydrogen opens new doors, particularly to decarbonize the hard-to-abate industries, such as producing steel. Instead of using coke or coal, we can use a solar panel, to make hydrogen, and green steel. We can use chemicals, e-fuels that are made by capturing carbon dioxide and adding hydrogen from a non-fossil source. Now we have a liquid fuel that can fit right into the existing transportation network. That's clean and sustainable so the world's seeing hydrogen as a part of the solution to become carbon neutral and increase supply of energy and in a way that we're going to in time become strong and economic uh to drive the economy as well
0: yeah but obviously it can't be that simple so i mean uh, what what are the challenges Why why is it not seeing um uh large adaption across all industries? Or, well,
2: you know. I, the word I hear is scale. And if you listen to the sessions, people are talking about, we need to scale new technologies and we need new technologies. And the technologies need to be deployed at a scale that are consequential on an energy basis. And that takes time. And particularly, for example, what we do is water electrolysis to separate water into hydrogen and oxygen. Been done for 100 years or more, but not at the sort of scale that's required. So how do you bring those technologies forward and deploy them at the scale that's commensurate with the fossil energy industry today, which is so well established? I think that's one of the reasons that, that it's not like overnight Uh, success. It's going to be, let's build this together. Let's scale this together. And let's create solutions that make us secure, energy secure, clean, and economic uh, solutions.
1: Dan, I think you will see a tailwind here. I mean, uh, the scale problem uh, or, or challenge, I guess I'd say, uh creates a little bit of an economic challenge so what does the model look like what does the financial feasibility of it look like et etc as we solve the scale challenge and the technology side that he talked about that'll help bring the cost curves down then with what governments are looking at doing with offering carrots right for uh for investment yeah. now all of a sudden it makes the economics look different as well so we're trying to address both sides of the equation the economic feasibility as well as the technology scale and i think uh you know i think we're about to get some wins in our sales
0: Okay, so speaking of technology, uh, hydrogen-optimized, I mean, uh, Andrea, you guys have some unique technology, Um, how about you tell us a little bit
2: about that? Well, what we have are large-scale water electrolysis technology and systems that can convert electricity electrons into hydrogen molecules through the separation of water into hydrogen and oxygen itself and so we are deploying this technology at larger and larger scale bigger than any other water electrolysis technology available today on the market and this is what we believe the industry needs to 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 meet the needs on an energy significant basis of a low emission uh, economy and we've got a wonderful partner in ABB and what ABB does together with us is ABB has a key component that takes renewable energy that might be for coming from an AC or alternating current and rectifies it to direct current or DC current. We make big water electrolyzers that require DC current and it's even better than that because abb has many other product solutions that wrap around this core anchor product so we can go to clients in this new area of large-scale water electrolyzer with a solution that can go from end to end but centered around the device that takes the electrons and makes the hydrogen molecules
1: and i think a cool thing tyler is um, While we have to get scale and and do further development on the electrolyzer side, the rectifier side is a proven technology. So we make the largest rectifiers in the world, uh, and that's because of our background in steel and so arc furnaces and these sort of things. And so from the electrolyzer side, yes, we need to prove that technology and develop it. But as soon as that's developed, the rest of the solution set is ready to go. Uh, and and we kind of have market leading positions across that, and so really really looking forward to being able to help that piece of the equation come in, and then leverage the strength that we have.
0: Okay, and what scale is it? Uh, is the electrolyzed? What what are you currently at, and and where do you hope to get?
2: Well, we're offering today fifty megawatt modules which is the world's largest, is what we call a single module, one rectifier, electrolysis cells, bundled together. And other technologies are generally at maxed out about 20 megawatts. And we seek to deploy these at up to 50 megawatts in the near term then that's just the gateway to get into hundreds of megawatts, which we can have a few replications to get to a gigawatt scale. And if you think in sort of rough terms, one gigawatt sounds like a lot of electricity, and it is, but that's just enough electricity to make one ammonia plant. Two gigawatts of electricity from wind turbines, for example, to make hydrogen, that's like a medium sized refinery. And I think this is the scale of the industry, which is, makes it so different that if hydrogen, clean hydrogen, and green hydrogen, which is made with renewables, if that's going to participate in a significant way, you need large scale. And it's about growing everything, uh, growing the new primary electricity supplies that are not emitting carbon, renewables, it could be nuclear, There could be other ways, geothermal. To make the electrons and to take those electrons to make a carbon free fuel or chemical such as hydrogen, which can be used to decarbonize those hard to abate industries that you can 't do direct electrification with
0: fair enough, and brandon would will ABB be able to match this scale. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, wrapping the automation around it, wrapping the electrification around it, and wrapping the digital solutions together with it, we can go, we can take it to scale tomorrow. So, uh, so those other solutions are proven in use. And, uh, and I think we're ready to go.
0: All right. All right. Sounds good. So I'm going to switch it up a little bit. and, And I'll ask what opportunities do you think in the US specifically does the IRA offer?
2: Well, sure. I, the IRA offers a lot. What it does provide, there's, there's a production tax credit and there's investment tax credits. And this helps deploy technology and it kind of addresses the key barrier. You need to have hydrogen that's affordable for the end customer. The project developers to make the hydrogen need to be, ensure that they can have contracts to sell it and the IRA helps enable that to occur and that then helps the technology vendors have the clients to make and manufacture on a large scale because you really have the three parts of the ecosystem you've got the end users of the hydrogen you've got the producers of the hydrogen and you have the technology such as ours and ABBs that goes in to the production uh, uh, to the project owner who's making the hydrogen to go into an uh, uh, end customer, end use. And the I- IRA smooths that as much as possible to allow all three parts to click together.
1: Yeah, I think the other thing it does is uh, it issues a challenge to other regions of the world, yeah. uh, which will have to respond. So you know, Europe's coming with their uh, plan of what they're going to do. And so that also pushes up the industry. Uh, And and so I think it's a a fantastic thing.
0: So is there anything that you think needs to happen to uh, progress the
2: hydrogen economy? Well, we need to move quickly. And we need to get out in front and solve the problems and let the innovators find the holes in the system and fill them with great solutions. And this is, I think, Secretary Graham spoke at uh, lunch today. And she really emphasized how America is putting together all of the reasons and incentives for companies to come together and solve all the problems in a private sector-led way with a government with policy and incentives. And I think that is going to help drive the American industry and, and keep it in a very strong leadership position.
0: Is there anything you wanted to add to that, Brandon?
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I think the collaboration part that uh, Andrew yeah. touched on. I mean, oil and gas is a resilient industry, uh, some of the smartest and, and most challenging uh, projects executed in the world. And so bringing some of those same resources to bear uh, on these sort of opportunities, um, I wouldn't even frame it as a challenge, but on these sort of opportunities um, with the right political environment or incentive environment, uh, I I think, uh, I think we will accelerate it. I think the results will come. And,
2: and just to add on that, it is the relationships and partnerships to implement and scale. and I think no single technology solution, no individual company has everything. and we need to have encouraged lots of things to go forward and work closely, with the, from the end user all the way back to the supply chain supporting that. And this is new, and but as Brandon says, the technologies exist, and we just got to work together to implement them in a uh, successful manner.
0: All right, fair enough. Um, and I did have one more question for you, specifically for you, Andrew, um, about the e- electrolyzers. Um, are they PAM electrolyzers? No.
2: No, our electrolysis technology is an alkaline electrolyzer, but it's called a unipolar alkaline electrolyzer, which allows us to go to very high amperes or current or power of an individual cell. And that's why we can go to very large modules and we work with the largest rectification systems in the world, which ABB makes, to make these very high power modules. And that's the challenge with the PEM or the conventional uh, electrolysis units, alkaline units. They can't go up in their amperes. And then they go to low power and you have to replicate small units. Our approach enables big units for big scale operations with minimal replications and volumetric scaling wherever you can make it so our cost abb's cost comes down as you scale the voltage of the rectifiers our costs come down as we scale the amperes of the electrolyzer together we both have a declining cost curve as the megawatts and scale of the project goes forward that's what makes our technology solutions combined solution so exciting for the future as these projects get rolled out
0: okay well uh, that's all i had for you guys i mean unless either one of you had any closing thoughts you'd like to give to our listeners
1: yeah we appreciate you giving uh, the opportunity to ABB and hydrogen optimize to talk a little bit about how we're trying to bring technology to bear to solve some of these challenges and really be a part of this transition I mean uh, sustainability energy securitization, and so we're proud at ABB to try and be a part of this solution
2: and we're thrilled to be working with ABB a lot of opportunities for smaller companies like ours to work with a large company like ABB, who's got all these products available now, it brings us forward and lets, lets us get into the market sooner with solutions that work. And we're really excited to be here and appreciate the, the interview.
0: Absolutely, anytime. I mean, either of you are welcome back. Yeah, uh, so, um, And thank you to the listeners for tuning in to another episode of H2 Tech Talk. Please remember to share and subscribe.